This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen to ShrimpNet, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust. This is episode 15 of the fees season. What's feason? It's like a season with an F. Uh, so welcome along. Joining us this week uh, to chat all things shrimply alongside Joel from the Trust and yours truly. I'm delighted to say we have, and I will introduce him as the co-chairman, rather than my usual facetious uh, remarks, the pun master himself. Mr. Rod Taylor, welcome along, Rod. Thanks for doing this. Good evening, David. And also, oh, that's very formal, wasn't it? <laughs> and also, we have a newborn shrimp, uh, our new best friend. Inside info and contacts are vital when producing a podcast. So this week, we are very, very happy to be joined by our recently appointed media manager, Harry Lyons. Welcome along, Harry. Thank you very Good, much. Welcome to the shrimps. Thank you very much. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can pack that in. You know. <laughs> um, so, where do we start? Right. Well, um, obviously, Pompey at home last Saturday. Pompey at home. Uh, we said this in the last one. The last, the last one we did after a home game, we were like Derby. That was our best home performance of the season. Pompey. That was our best home performance of the season. Still can't buy a bloody win, Joel. No, it was a, it was emotionally upsetting that game. I thought, I, I felt. <laughs> <laughs> at least with uh, at least with Derby, we we had you know they missed two penalties, so it kind of made made us kind of think you know what maybe a draw was kind of fair enough. But with that one, you know, just there were so many chances and to to not just take one of those extra ones because a lot of them were you know they were I'd say fairly open chances, but at the end of the day that that's football sometimes, isn't it? You know, you the chances get missed. That happens at all levels, but. What the important thing is, is we created them, which at the end of the day, ch- chances getting finished off can tend to be quite random in games when it happens and you go through streets and patches, but making sure you're creating chances consistently is kind of the important thing. And we did that throughout the whole game. And hopefully that's something we can continue because it seemed like it seems like we've kind of got a nice little system going. I think we we did a lot through kind of pressing and countering Pompey. That was really impressive. So there was a lot of hard work up from uh, yeah, it's just a really, really fantastic performance with lots of energy. Both can that kind of midfield duo of Sean Weir, you know, that's so that's such a good little midfield duo. I thought Love did really well coming back in at left wing back. Uh the front three, loads of energy bits of quality here and there to help open up the opposition. And then what was quite nice as well, this is not something we've had for for a long time at all with all the injuries we've had. We were able to kind of make a, it was kind of like a a rugby style kind of changing your whole front row substitution really with uh, all three kind of forwards. Well, I know Derek, I think he's referred to it as a kind of box midfield with Watson Mayer kind of operating that way. But he's basically changed our forward line with a, Obviously, Stockton, um, who were in Conley coming on, <clears throat> and that was that was great because we've not have not been able to do that. I think, especially when it comes to having options off the bench, you always want that bit of flexibility within your squad to be able to change things up. And 
it really worked. It, it gave us a bit of energy again. Uh, and we created, we created yet more chances, yeah, and more miss. chances for us to miss. So yeah, it was just like it's frustrating. But I was kind of saying before, like it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that Salford game a couple of years ago when Ash Hunter, of course, scored those two goals, and Derek gave uh, a passionate interview after the match. And uh, uh, I think. Uh, you just you you look at the performance and you say right there was a lot right with that performance there was something we can work with here and if we keep up that level eventually we will start to put the chances away and there's not really I think when it comes to this kind of thing just you've just got to keep trying maintaining that level of performance and creating those chances because they will start to go in at some point so I think while it's incredibly frustrating and it felt almost a bit more hurtful than a loss because there were so many missed chances it's two points dropped let's be honest and uh that's that's sad but at the same time it's so encouraging to play like that so there's a lot to work with there and i'll come to you rod now um not being facetious but we did create so many opportunities there we had enough to probably win two or three games there didn't we yeah it, it, it was hard to bear wasn't it you know to a degree after the game, it felt a little bit like a defeat because you think we should have done that. We could have done that. We deserved to do that. Um, and uh, I was so frustrating. You know, late in the game, Cole, um, with his confidence, would have would have, would have have put that one away. Then he overhit the pass and on and on it went. Uh, Callum's header. There, there were so many things you think, oh, did we created, and that's the important thing, as Joel said, you know, we created chances and, you know, you, you've got to be heartened by it at the end of the day because there were so many positives to take from it. And and look at, again, like the Derby game, David, look at who we're playing, for goodness sake. Their budget will be multiples of hours a few times over. And I think sometimes, and this isn't an excuse, we've got to take a little bit of a reality check. You, no, it's not. It's, you've got to take a bit of reality check. And, and, and I've got to take issue with uh, with Joel there because Derby didn't miss two penalties. Connor saved two penalties. Yes, well Very said. true. Good it, point. It, it is a good point. And I, I, I'm going to I'm going to hammer this home now because we were we were stood on the terraces against Derby, and a mate sent a text saying, "Oh, Derby missed two penalties." And it was like, uh, no, if a bloke shoots from 35 yards and the keeper tips it over, does that bloke miss? No, the keeper saves it. Well said. So, so, sorry, Joel, uh, you know, it's not, <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, again, in, in that particular game, you could see, you could see Connor's passion and, you know, I, I don't buy all this about, you know, oh, Derek's lost the dressing room, all that. This is a really together squad, really solid unit, I think. And and uh, it'll come. I, I'm really confident that it'll come. And uh, Harry, you were... <laughs> I'm going to put this delicately. Uh, it was your first week in the job. You were on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I, I had to... I, I had two weeks, and then uh, the club very kindly uh, agreed to uh, to let my holiday stand. So, yeah, I, so I, was, I wasn't I wasn't there for the Portsmouth game, but I did watch it live. Um, I was going to say, so you've seen the game? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have been sat there. You must have been sat there thinking, "Well, bloody hell, if we don't win this." <laughs> well, I mean, it's like everyone said, you know, just then. I mean, I can't believe how 
we didn't win, to be honest. I mean, the amount of chances that the team created against probably, you know, well, definitely one of the biggest teams in, in the division, um, I think is testament really to sort of how well, you know, the team overall, I think performance-wise is doing at the moment. Um, lots of chances created, just uh, just struggled to, to put, put many of them away on Saturday. And I think the general gist, uh, particularly on the social media with all the fans, was the gist encompassed was we play like that every week and we'll be mid-table by end of February. And that's, you know, I couldn't argue with that. But, and, and I say this lightly, <laughs> in the fact that it was the former Players Association first dinner as as Rod was was there. There were some fantastic players there from right through our eras, from the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s and noughties. Uh, and uh, I was very, very fortunate to be involved because I'm on the committee uh, and all the guys on my on our table, people like Ian Kane, Andy Grimshaw, Paul Tomlinson, Brian Ely, Paul Burns, all sort of like legends. Half time came in, cup of tea, slice of cake. Oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to absolutely. Oh, yeah, they're playing really well. I can't believe it. We're, we're, we're matching Portsmouth. All turned to me. All six of them turned to me and to a man went, what's the final score going to be? And I went 1-1. One, one. <laughs> and they went, why? What? What are you talking about? I went, it's the story of the season. We've done this in so many games. Coming at half time, the other side have stepped up, had a good 20 minutes, scored, and then we've missed chances. And it's the story of the season. We, I can give you, every, I said to the guys at half time, every game we've drawn, we, should, we just about should have won, barring one. And most of the games we've lost, apart from maybe three, when we've been atrocious, we maybe should have got a draw. And that is why where we are, where we are. And that's just my opinion. And we went we went in at the final whistle and they all went, you were right. And I went, it's big, it's why we are where we are. We've, we never dominate teams, but we've always created chances. The trouble is, we've not put them away. I think we dominated Portsmouth. I mean, we did. We dominate. We dominate in a way that we that we typically do dominate teams under under Derek. To us, I think if we look at some of the numbers as well, I don't think we have created enough. Chance. I know. I think we missed chances at important points in games. Yes. And when when you factor that in, you know, when you miss chances at certain points in games, then it means that you would have changed the game state and it all changes. Blah blah blah. blah. But like, uh, w- 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 I think we consistently created chances on Saturday better than we have done, I think, all season pretty much. I well, think I think I, that was, yeah, I aside from Forest Green and the first half against Fleetwood, I think we, we created chances at a better rate than we have done. Exactly. And I think at previous time previous games it's maybe been missing that one chance at a pivotal point in the game. Whereas this was we created lots of chances consistently and missed them all. But that's Fine, because it's and more I, about I the fact that we create chances consistently, and then if we keep that up throughout games, things will balance out, and some still will start to go in. I think I agree, and I hope you're right. And I, and my the point is, and this is the point I was going to make, is the fact that the change against Portsmouth. I agree with you. I, I thought we were the better side, and Danny Cowley came out and virtually said that. Mm. But the one thing that happened was they equalised. And we became the better side. And yeah. that is the change. That's the seed yeah. change in the entire season. Yeah. As soon as they equalised, they looked, all right, I'm happy because we're crap and we're getting a point. And then we battered them. 
And that hasn't happened in any other game. The usual format is we're a goal up, the other team equalises, and then they push for the winner. That didn't happen. We then took the game to them and created four, maybe five chances. Dylan Connolly, you know, Jensen Weir, Arthur Nahua, Caleb Watts' header, the couple of chances for Cole. It's like, you know. I think maybe that kind of part part of that does tie into the fact that we've now got more attacking options than we have throughout the whole season. You know, a few minutes after they score, we were able to make a triple sub up, up front just to freshen things up. And we've not been able to do that for... Yeah. For, for months now and that makes a massive difference I think definitely and, uh, and another good turnout Portsmouth bring over a thousand rod and we get four thousand nearly four thousand eight hundred which uh, keeps our average high doesn't it yeah you know again very very encouraging and and um the home crowd of of well over three 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 what three six three seven um must be encouraged and, and hopefully we'll come back after a performance like that. Atmosphere was fabulous. The, the whole day was the whole day was great. You know, get, seeing the boys from from past years was was awesome. It really was. Just a question for you, David, with your um, uh, undoubted skills in in predicting things. Have you got tomorrow's Euro Millions numbers? Uh, yeah, I well, I, I've I've put six numbers on. I put them on this afternoon at Heisham Co-op. But I'm not telling you which six numbers, just in case, because if they come in, then you'll find me in charge uh, of everything on Monday in the Bazuma. However, if it's only 20 quid, I might be a bit short. Okay. Well, you are a bit short. You are. <laughs> now. That's average. <laughs> so looking at uh, the games coming up, obviously the uh, the Papa John's trophy was drawn. Uh, and us playing Lincoln away on Saturday and the game, the Papa John's Trophy game being the Tuesday afternoon, it was always going to be Lincoln, wasn't it? So we've got the excitement of a trip to Lincoln in the league and then the excitement of a trip to Lincoln in the Papa... Oh, great. So the, the cup draw has been fantastic for us this year. Not, has it, Joel? Yeah, I think we've, we've used up our luck, haven't we? Over the past couple of years, well, actually, we've earned our places by beating teams in the first couple of rounds, but... Yeah. We did. I mean, we were, it was fortunate to get non-league clubs uh, most of the time. At the same time, I think we deserved a bit of luck in the in the cup for a few years. We've not we've not typically had particularly nice draws, so uh, we've got a, a few good ones over the past couple of years. This one, we we've come crashing back down to earth. And even when we have worked hard for our luck and beating a uh, uh, Rotherham and Stoke in the Carabao, that that you know that wasn't easy. They're two decent championship clubs. Uh, then we then got presented with a lovely uh, Tuesday night trip to MK Dons away. So that's it's cup draws. That's how it goes sometimes. This season it's not worked out uh, particularly nicely. But that's the way of things. But that said, while we might have been a bit unlucky with the draws themselves, uh, we have managed to get through the group stage of the uh, the Papa Johns without technically winning a game. So you know what we uh, <laughs> <laughs> swings and roundabouts sometimes. Well, so, we managed to we managed to get to uh, MK Dons without actually technically winning no, the game. Yeah, we, we, well. No, we beat Rotherham. We beat Rotherham. Oh, yeah, we beat Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. But penalties are our forte. So yeah, penalties. It's yeah, after after years. I, I remember there was one season actually. I think it was the uh, oh, was it the eighteen nineteen season? I think we missed four out of five penalties, yeah, which is did. literally the 
opposite of the average. You you expect yeah. to score eighty percent of penalties, not miss eighty percent of penalties. So uh, I think it's you know it's nice that we're kind of uh, cashing in on those penalties now. I think uh, so. Yeah, all the way to Wembley uh, on penalty shootouts, please, Derek. Yeah, the, you know, as requests go, there's worse. <laughs> so we'll go, we're going to Sinsel Bank on Saturday. Um, uh, it's, I don't know, is coach travel expensive now or is it cheaper just to book into a travel lodge and stay there till Tuesday, Rod? Well, <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably not the ideal situation. You know, you want to keep things as normal as you can, don't you? Uh, I mean, I've got great... Great um, fond memories of Sinsel Bank. I, I won the half-time draw there once. About <laughs> <quid. laughs> oh, it's all about you then, is it? <laughs> I remember. I remember going there when Graham Taylor was manager, and we lost two 0 the first round at FA Cup. Was that '96? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we ate there, aren't they? Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yes, I know you weren't even bought. Yes, that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shut up, you all. Get in the corner. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, looking at Sinsel Bank, it's not a happy hunting ground, really, for us. I think the best the best we've done there, I, I seem to remember going there in the one of our inaugural seasons in the league in 07 08, and we got a, we managed to stagnate them into a nil nil draw, and they were walking out 10 minutes from time because we were so boring. Uh, and uh, then we played them, I think it was the first home game after they'd come back up from the conference in League Two. Well, sorry, National League in League Two when the Cowleys were in charge and they had something like 10,000 there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we were, <laughs> there's a great little story when uh, there was myself and Downsy doing the commentary on I follow and Quinny was sort of next to us doing radio lanks. And this little old lady trots up to the press box and gets a massive Tupperware, Tupperware thing full of homemade scones and rips the top off. And we're all going, Oh, here we go. And she went round absolutely everybody on those benches and then stopped at us three and went, oh, you're from Morecambe, and walked out. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a nice Lincolnshire welcome for you, isn't it? <laughs> we never got a scone. Um, but we did get a point because Aaron Wildig scored with a volley and then they equalised. And uh, I think we got a point that day. So I'm expecting, I I'll take a point now, Joel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I want to win, but <laughs> like, I mean, I've been, I've been looking at Lincoln. I mean, they've got some good threats. Obviously, they've got uh, people like Jack Diamond, who's a, a really good pickup this season. You know, he's a really good dribbler. But just looking at them, they don't, they don't create an awful lot of chances. So hopefully, you know, we can kind of capitalize on that and start to put away some of our own chances. Now we've, uh, we've worked, we've uh, <laughs> hit a bit of a kind of gold mine in making them. But uh, yeah, it's it's a nice ground. It's yeah, that nice kind of. It's got that kind of. You've got that kind of bizarre, really slightly more modern, massive uh, main stand one down one side, and you've got this kind of weird little old uh, grandstand on the other. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it'll be. It's a funny one because they're kind of one of those that are. You're not too sure who, you know, what how big they are for the division because while they're not one of the proper big boys, they are getting like eight or nine thousand a week, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think they don't, they're not creating a lot, but they've got a reasonably miserly defence, so hopefully it won't be too much of a bore fest, uh, and uh, hopefully that uh, they'll uh, they'll actually feed Harry in the press box this time. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, I, I, I'll come to you now, Harry. Obviously, uh, Lincoln's usually pretty good. They, they did rather 
sort of like big hot dogs there, as I remember. Sort of like, do they still do them? They did do. I, I last I went was a couple of years ago, and they did exactly that. Yeah, yeah, did, the big hot dogs. Big yeah, hot dogs. That's right. yeah. I mean, that's just you know, uh, me and Downsy decided we'd share one. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he put some mustard on my bit, and I wasn't keen, but there you go, can't win them all. But yeah, uh, Lincoln, nice people, apart from that woman with the scones, who I shall never forgive. <laughs> but um, like like Joel said, yeah, don't get me wrong, I'll take a, I'll take a win, but win your own games uh, and a draw away from home. But sooner or later, I've been looking at that performance last Saturday, sooner or later, if we slammed four in from four chances, it wouldn't surprise me. No, I don't, I don't think it would surprise anyone for you, to be honest. I mean, you know, Lincoln are a good a good team in this division. Um, believe it or not, I was actually there last week um, with my other half and bumped into their assistant manager, who I know from my previous job. So I was talking to him a lot about Lincoln this season, and he said that, uh, you know, they've, they've had some good results and some difficult results. They lost to Chippenham in the FA Cup, and then four days later they go to Bristol City, you know, a championship team, and win 3-1 in the, in the Carabao Cup. So I think they've had an inconsistent season. Um, but whether, you know, Morecambe can go there on Saturday and then on Tuesday and pick up a couple of wins, hopefully, you know, you won't put it past them given how the team has played over the past few weeks. And Rod, from what you're saying, you'll be buying an half-time draw ticket. I might get two frees. I might just get two. I might just gamble a little bit, you know. <laughs> Speculate. Uh, well, the, the, uh, there's a very famous old saying, you always stand a better, a better chance of winning the lottery if you buy a ticket. <laughs> so... What are you expecting? Are you going, by the way, Saturday? Myself or Rod? I think we. I think Rob Rod. frozen. Rod, Rod. Oh yeah. I think Rod may have frozen. <laughs> I think Rod may have frozen. Oh, I think. Oh, I think Rod's frozen. Yep. Oh, there you go. Yep, he has. He's frozen. He'll have to dial in again. So well, yeah. I'll be there on Saturday anyway. <laughs> well, obviously, obviously, we expect you to be there. Yeah, yeah we expect you. I'm expecting a million and one tweets, you know, uh, with uh, yeah, with good humour and, oh, my God, we've scored again. Freeze was right. Four out of four. Fingers crossed. Right. Well, you know, these, you know, what can I say? Uh, so looking at looking at the injury situation, chaps, uh, good news, obviously. Max Melbourne made a... Um, <laughs> I think I think what it was what uh, Richie Benno used to call a cameo appearance. What a marvelous little cameo innings at the end of the uh, the game last week. But he's fit, and Jake Taylor played, got some minutes on the uh, on the bench in the uh, like senior cup this week as well. So they'll be two good additions to the bench, John. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, at left back and left wing back, uh, Liam Gibson's had. A lot of responsibility and uh, just a lot of pressure to just keep playing the games week after week after week. And, you know, especially with the Papa Johns and how busy the schedule is getting these days and the fact that everything's going to get crammed in a lot. It's not, you know, it's it's a, it's a big ask. And, uh, you know, if he gets injured, then we're in a bit of trouble. Obviously, we had to put uh, Love there uh, on Saturday. I think, was he was he injured or was he suspended? I can't quite remember. But... Uh, yeah, and I think, I, think was, I think it was illness. Oh, it was illness. Oh, there we go then. But uh, yeah, Love did a good job there. To be fair, on uh, he did on, on Saturday. Did. So, but uh, it's great. It's great to have that option in in Melbourne back, and it means that if Derek needs him to be, he can be versatile with Gibbo, like he has been. You know, putting him at centre mid, putting him at centre back if he needs to. So it is good to have that versatility back, and and then Jake Taylor coming back in. You know, you know, we've already spoken about how how kind of helpful it is to have 
those extra kind of midfield and attacking options, and we saw how important that was against against Port uh, against Portsmouth because it just gave our you know everybody kept everybody coming on just had that little bit of extra energy that little bit of a sense of almost like right I need to try and win back a place in the side here when there's a little yeah. bit of, when there's just that little bit of competition going on so hopefully that'll give a bit more competition into those midfield areas because. Shaw and Weir are doing fantastically, you know. I've said a few times, like what an unbelievable player Liam Shaw is, and, and Jensen Weir's unbelievable as well. So to have another good option there in in Jake Taylor, and you know, it's going to be so helpful. Not just you know from for, kind of from two perspectives, you know, somebody who can kind of change it up, do a, provide a few different other qualities. If one of them has a bit of a bad game, you can switch things up a bit, but also just you know fitness and tightness. If one of them's one of their leg, if their legs are going or whatever, then you you know you have got the option to switch it up, but switch it up, but still have a good quality person you can bring on. So having that stronger squad is so important. I think we have been hamstrung, and Derek's been hamstrung in his selections at times by the injury situation, but it it, it seems to be kind of rectifying itself now. And I, I just, just uh, I, I don't want to dwell on, uh, well, go back to Portsmouth, but I, I take, following on from your point there, and I think it is worth mentioning, everybody, every single man jack of them played well. The back three were fantastic. Uh, as you said, uh, Donald Love playing an unfamiliar role at left wing back. Um, obviously, Ryan Cooney was brilliant. The the one, shall we say, the, the enigma that is <laughs> Cole, he came on and immediately Raggett looked half a yard slow and ponderous in possession because Cole just put the willies up him, didn't he? He did completely. I think Phillips had given, been giving him a hard run all game. I think exactly. there was, I think it was it was pretty early on, I remember. I don't know if this was instructional from Derek or if it was something that they kind of picked up out in the game. I mean, it's something you probably would target before the game as well. But... Raggett was looking uh, shaky on the ball, and we we targeted that time and time again. And then Cole coming on coming on with those fresh legs just yeah. really just ramped up the pressure on him even more. And it was great. Yeah, you know, I thought it was a really impressive performance from Cole. I think it was arguably his best little spell of football of the season because he just he he, he ran very very hard. He got around the pitch. He pressed hard. You know, he got stuck in. He got got involved in a few physical battles. He was he had. There was that cutback from Connolly that he turned just around the post, which it's a difficult finish to pull off that when you're kind of on the run, you need to steer it. It's not easy. So, and then obviously there's the one where he lay, he just overhits that pass to Jensen Weir when they're through. And as disappointing as that was, the fact that Cole got himself in that position, the fact that he had the ball on the, on the wing and that defender comes flying in and he's got the kind of, awareness of mind and speed of thought just to knock it past him and have that little burst of acceleration to go you know that's really encouraging that's something we probably haven't seen as much this season so well okay yeah th- that little bit of end product that slightly overhit pass wasn't quite there we can still seize back and form and ironically he actually made the harder pass uh, which was the three ball to Connolly uh, yeah. I think it was a bit earlier you know he, 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 it was proper eye of the needle because Connolly was kind of just hovering in a little gap between two defenders and then just hit uh, and hit the right kind of pace and angle on the ball after picking it up about 30, 35 yards out. It was really nice three ball and then he's still on goal. Just needs a pretty simple 10 yard sideways pass to Weir and then managed to overhit it. But, you know, that's how it goes sometimes, isn't it? 
It is, unfortunately, and that's exactly why we are where we are, because we've had, uh, you know, I was I was joking probably up to about episode nine or ten that, uh, you know, I was weekly saying, oh, we missed our traditional one-on-one and we've gone back to doing that, haven't we? Yeah, at least, at least there's multiple one-on-ones again now. So Well, yeah, true. <laughs> and looking at looking on the outside well as as a, an outsider coming inside harry mm-hmm. um it, it it's got to be a, a disappointment to Morecambe fans but a surprise to people out there that that um you know 26 goal Cole is, is is yet to score yet <laughs> absolutely i think that's uh, you know a real surprise that that's football isn't it at the end of the day you know you do have instances like that he had a fantastic season last season i remember Seeing a lot of the goals online, that particular one at Fleetwood just looked incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, football is a strange old game, isn't it? You know, you can go from scoring absolute worldies like that one season to then just not having the look the next. But, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to Cole a couple of times in the few weeks that I've been in. And, and you know, I'd like, like to think that he's, uh, you know, his confidence is still there, that he can, once he gets one goal, he'll push on it and get some more this season. There did seem, there did seem to be, hopefully... An improvement in his attitude on the field, and I don't mean that nastily. It's just he has looked, he looked jaded and looked. I'm not saying uninterested, but I'm saying he looked like, you know, maybe he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best, but I'm, you know. But Saturday, he, he looked very much like he, he did when he came on at Accrington, John. Uh, yeah, he just had that kind of little extra element of uh, impetus and just kind of yeah, the little burst. And I think, uh, yeah, I think sometimes it's just been out on the side maybe for a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks on the subs bench or whatever. Sometimes sometimes that kind of ups the ante on a player. And, we, and we've seen, and that's not to target Cole at all, we've seen it happen with countless players over the years. Sometimes, you know, coming off the bench, or maybe it's just, you know, when you're coming up against tired legs as well, you know, just when you when you're fresh and you've just got that little bit of burst of energy to really kind of go at defenders, you know, he seemed to thrive off that on on Saturday, you know, and we saw that in a, in a good few instances. Yeah, we're just talking about Cole uh, making a making a, a, a probably what was his best performance of the season when he came on on Saturday, Rod. Absolutely, you could see a you know a bit more energy there. Definitely, apologies for that, David. I got a I, I got a sort of freeze frame and when i looked and it was your face on it actually <laughs> and when i looked the internet had dropped out i don't i don't know why but there you go um yeah encouraging encouraging i would say i'm trying not to blink now just to try and put you off <laughs> um so yeah it, it, look looking at it uh lincoln on saturday okay i'll take a win jpt i'm not bothered but if we win on penalties then so be it uh right okay we're moving on i i want to talk a little bit about to Harry now because obviously Harry's come to us. Um, you know, he's 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 up sticks and um and and he's I think he's upped his game because he's gone from one seaside town <laughs> down on its luck to an up-and-coming seaside town. So, but Harry, congratulations on this, the new job. How's it going? Been really good so far, yeah. Been uh, about three and a half weeks in, um, and really, really nice. Got, got nothing but good things to say. Everyone's been really welcoming. Um, enjoyed, you know, the the, the there's been a lot of traveling uh, on the road. I think my first week we had Cheltenham away on the Tuesday night and then Wickham away on the Saturday, so it's definitely racked up a lot of mileage over the past three or four weeks. But it's been absolutely brilliant so far, really enjoying it. 
So uh, deep end, sink or swim? Uh, I would say so far I've definitely been thrown into the deep end, but I'd like to think swimming uh, just about at the moment. Obviously got Matt Smith as well, who uh, does a really good job, held the fort really well in the interim. And uh, he's definitely been a, a real help in the first sort of three or four weeks, helping me sort of find my feet and introducing me to sort of relevant people. So it's, yeah, been really good. So waving, not drowning. <laughs> just about, just about. <laughs> well, obviously from your point of view, coming coming from Blackpool, it is a step up because obviously you're a media manager, and I know uh, when you were at Blackpool, you were you were the assistant. Is that right? Yeah, number two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously, it's a good grounding. Obviously, Blackpool. Uh, not that many seasons ago, we were in the same division, and obviously, Nandwia did his job that season and got him up, and then they got him up again, and then it, it, strange, strange thing, it, you know. And the manager, the manager leaving and going to to an academy. That's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, you, uh, Critchley, the, the previous yeah. one. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it did come out of the blue that you know. I mean, I, I think uh, I was away at the time down at uh, down at my parents and got a phone call and and no no one at the club sort of predicted it would happen. Um, but uh, Critchley, uh, you know, worked with Stephen Gerrard previously at Liverpool, uh, and then when his assistant left Villa to go to QPR at the time, I think that Gerrard just phoned him up and and Critch, you know, was. Uh, I assume you know really wanted to work with him and uh yeah it was it was a very quick turnaround i think 24 hours from you know the club finding out he, he, he had gone so it was um yeah really quick turnaround but that's football that's uh how it, how it goes sometimes. It is, and, a, and a, a very precarious state as well because obviously gerard didn't last much longer yeah i know but like we said i mean that, that literally is that's football that's how it works it's um crazy old game i think um critchley said himself you know he wanted to try and test himself against some of the best coaches in the country um you know Pep Guardiola Jurgen Klopp all of that and uh, you know unfortunately it's not worked out for him or, or Gerard. but I'm, I'm sure that you know the pair of them will get jobs soon you know they're both very good coaches aren't they so I'm sure they'll be back in the game at some point soon so um was the attraction the fact that it was um the job or was the was it partly the attraction that obviously well actually this lot are in league one <laughs> There was a number of reasons for you, to be fair. I think what one was, uh, you know, the club's definitely on on the up. Um, absolutely. You know, I said that in my interview, you know, the past sort of, what, five or ten years, um, Morecambe's definitely sort of continually progressing. Um, and then definitely, you know, the sort of three-year plan that, that they spoke about uh, last year as well. So it, it seems, felt like the right time to, to come to a football club that seems to be moving in the right direction. Um Wanted to be a number one as well, you know, I had three good years at Blackpool within a small media team, but um, was always looking for that sort of number one role. Um, and then when this came up, you know, I'm just north of um, just north of Preston, so a really good location as well. So it just seemed to fit sort of really nicely, really. And it, it's uh, it's a sort of like cause and effect, isn't it, really? Because, yeah, we are we are on the up and we have gone from, you know, uh, what was the conference in 2007 to League Two and then into League One. And in itself, the fact that we need a full-time media manager tells you that we're actually probably in the, the best division we've ever been in. So it's a good time to be here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know um, obviously Matt Rushton, who who used to be at Morecambe for a very long time, he, he ended up coming to Blackpool, worked with him for 18 months and spoke to him quite a bit about when he was at Morecambe. You know, he, he literally did did everything, media manager, content creation. So, you know, he's um, it, it, it's come on a long way, I think, internally at the football club. Um, and yeah, hopefully, you know, long may it continue, really. Oh, Matt, Matt was uh, ultimate juggler. He was... <laughs> he was doing uh, opposition videos and all sorts yeah. of stuff for the academy. And, and I was like, Jesus, not enough hours of the day, Matt. 
Uh, but he was some of the content he created was fantastic. Yeah. But there you go. It's it is it's where we are now, isn't it? So um, from your point of view, you're always you know uh, your predecessor Ryan was always really kind and uh, was always on the end of a um, a text or a WhatsApp from us, uh, you know, groveling saying, "Can you get us somebody decent for the for the uh, podcast?" Because <laughs> uh, it's important that we do get people like yourself on from the club. But also, uh, you know, I, I've got me ins in the boardroom, thankfully, and Rod and Charlie and James and Graham always are happy to come on. And I think it's important that we we, we carry that on. So people like yourself facilitating that, you can play a massive part in this because the simple fact is, with your help, we can keep sort of growing this podcast and hopefully keep the fans entertained. And we've got more fans now than we've ever had. All right. You know, averaging 4,600, I think it is, Rod? Yeah, it is, yeah. So we're out averaging 4,600, of which sort of like three quarters are Morecambe fans. Um, if you look at the picture behind me, there, there was, uh, you know, the sort of last season in the Northern Premier League, we were averaging 500. So, you know, that's, and it's not that long ago. Well, it isn't for me, but you were probably in a pram then, but that's not the point. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, uh, go on. David, not, not, only, not only entertained, but uh, informed as well, I would say. You can find set up instructions. What, on, on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, who, who by? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just like I say, I'm just a facilitator. Joel talks the football sense. Uh, Harry's going to fix me some nice people to talk to and you come and tell us what's going on in the boardroom. So all I just sit here and sort of like laugh, really. That's all there is to it, really. It, 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 in front of that stand built in 1961. Yeah, but it opened in 1963, which I said. I said it was opened in 1963. I didn't say it was built, I think. It was Leeds' first game, was it official? Uh, John Charles kicked off. I was there. Thank you. You see, I was in I was in my mum's, I was in my pram at the time because it was 1963. So, you know, that's my excuse. Give a perspective of the age. From, was it Juventus? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To give, it, to give a perspective of the age gap, uh, when I lived in Leeds, I used to play at a sports centre named after John Charles. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, was, tell you a little, little funny story about last week. Um, obviously, the former Players Association, it was the first dinner. We had 50 former players there as, as Rod has attended to. Fantastic attendance. Lovely to see them all. Um, the uniform thing that came out, particularly... Uh, well, just about everybody that I spoke to, they all thanked us for organising it, saying it's a brilliant thing. As I announced last time, we're doing it again, 15th of April against Wickham. We're probably going to have even more there because everybody who was there wanted to come again and we've probably got another 20 or 30 that wanted to be there and couldn't. But the uniform thing, Rod, that when every single one I spoke to, every single player said, I love playing for Morecambe, one of the, and almost all, Best club I ever played for, yeah. and that's that's fantastic feedback, isn't it, Rob? Yeah, I think I think it's something that you know goes back a long, long way as well. Freeze. It's uh, yeah, that that comes. I mean, why did Ben Lavelle sign for us five times? <laughs> well, because he wanted his blazer back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I think I think you're, you're absolutely right. I think a lot of players have said um, you, you, they miss the club when when they leave, and and uh, yeah, it's the best club they've played for. And I think I think over the years. Um, you know, going back well before my time, I think the club have worked hard at that. That you know, there is an ethos there that that is wholesome, that is family orientated, and 
Um, we aim to keep that going and, and never ever jettison your history. You know, no. we 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 we've learned that the hard way. When we moved grounds, you know, it was almost like, and I've said this to you numerous times, it was almost like that's when Morecambe Football Club started. Well, I'm sorry, it wasn't. No, it didn't. It didn't. It was the sixth of May, nineteen twenty, in the Westview Hotel. I wasn't there. Don't no. on me. <laughs> no, but you had a representative. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, you, and that's why you want things. You know, I, I will talk to Harry about this. That's why you want um, things around the ground, the talking points, the nostalgia. Uh, it gets it gets fans talking. It gets visiting fans talking. I love seeing. Um, uh, memorabilia when I go to other grounds I think it's so important to see the history of a football club um, and it, it's not just something that's recent it goes back a long long way, 102 years Anyway, back to business uh, sorry boring you two senseless there, you youngies um, <laughs> uh, and everybody else listening who's under 50 <laughs> um, Have you got any questions for Harry? Joel? I guess the main one would be what, what are the kind of uh main things that change about your job role when you're going from that number two to number one at a club yeah good question really joel i think uh i was more sort of along the sort of content creation side of things at blackpool working with matt quite heavily on i don't know whether it's video content or uh yeah you know creating stuff for the website things like that and um, not really sort of PR based, if you like, you know, management of the sort of uh, public relations side of things. Whereas now, obviously, coming at Morecambe, I feel like that's probably more down that route in terms of, uh, you know, trying to sort, I don't know, interviews players out for you guys on the podcast or if Radio Lanks wants to interview a player or, you know, anything like that. Um, and then obviously, Matt is, uh, you know, doing sort of more the content creation side. So I think that's probably sort of the, the biggest change really in the, in the role. So you're, so you're now having to, uh, deliver the bad news to all the players, whether it's going on the podcast or uh, getting pulled aside for the the club or, or BBC Radio interview then? Pretty much, yeah. But, you know, if you're going to be a footballer, that comes with it, doesn't it? You know, you've got to do these interviews. Some of them enjoy it across the board, you know, at different clubs. You know, some of them enjoy doing interviews, others don't particularly enjoy it. But so far, you know, I've not had anyone who's uh, who's been complaining about doing any interviews, so that's good. I can't wait for Arthur Nahua to score a couple of goals in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, doesn't, he doesn't like talking in the dressing room, not about all the people. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, so in a way, is it nice? Because while you're doing, I guess, what some people might consider the more kind of admin side of things, and I think you're dealing with press accreditations and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. as well. But at the same time, is it nice to kind of have a bit more maybe kind of overall control over a vision or a direction of how the club's media department goes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I had a, a brief spell of that at Blackpool uh, when there was sort of staff changes and things like that. And I think sort of got a bit of a taste for it, if you like. Um, and that sort of spurred me on to sort of try and, you know, when, when a vacancy did come up, um, you know, to, to sort of go for the number one there. Um, there's, you know, Ryan previously and, and Matt as well, obviously started a, a really good progress in terms of the media and comms side of things in the club over the past, what, sort of 14, 15 months or so whilst Ryan was in post. And, you know, now it's sort of down to, to myself and Matt to try and sort of take it on to, to the next level, really. Um, and uh, hopefully in the next sort of few months, you know, we'll everyone will start to sort of see that. So I guess that kind of like does bring up the question when you're taking over from, from Ryan in, the, in this case, when you come in and you log onto the computer, is it a kind of like a case of pit, like because there's so much there's like there's graphics and there's loads of little bits lying around. So there are, are there kind of like templates and st structures to build on 
that are already there that you can access and then obviously add your own little spin to yeah pretty much i mean i know the club obviously works with their uh, two stories who have you know done a total rebrand of the football club um so yeah all of those sort of graphics are going to remain in place because that's sort of part of a contractual deal if you like um so yeah the, the, in terms of that there's not going to be m- much change but yeah as soon as i sort of came in all of those things were pretty much there really on the laptop good to go just needed to settle my email and, and things like that and uh yeah, it was uh, first couple of days was all about, you know, trying to get the passwords and everything off, off Matt and messaging Ryan and things, trying to get passwords sorted. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much been uh, pretty much been like that over the past few weeks, really. Great stuff. Cheers. Back to you, please. So uh, all we need now, Harry, to complete the set is a bloody win. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. I think I'm five or six games in and and, and not, seen a, not seen a win yet, not had the delights of that. But uh... oh, wait, ah, ah, somebody to blame. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I knew it'd be my fault. I knew it'd be my scapegoat, fault. Scapegoat, scapegoat. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, good luck with this. Uh, like I say, um, I'll always be bothering you on a Monday night or a Tuesday morning saying, go on then, the job should be actually be a little bit easier because, as you've seen, we're not exactly uh, we're not exactly sat here and I'm not asking the university challenge questions. So, uh, Well, that's a good job because I wouldn't be very good at that if you were. <laughs> No, um, this is this is it. Might be the Shrimp's Trust podcast, but we're always behind the club. Uh, if we have to ask the awkward questions, it's usually Rod we ask him to. Rod, listen, what, listen what's, ha- what's happening with the new owners? <laughs> listen, listen, Bamba. Um, <laughs> Harry's Harry's job as well. It isn't just from the outside. It may look like it's just first team. It's all encompassing. So it's first team. It's academy awareness. It's uh, uh, community sports, it's now the women as well. Ladies, yeah, ladies, and, yeah. And women, Morecambe women. Mm. Morecambe women now. Look at your notes. Um, Me? And, notes? And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and other things as well, you know, commercial aspects, events, whatever. It's all encompassing. It's 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 raising the profile of the football club. And, uh, yeah, good luck to him, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's coming, he's hit the ground running and, uh, yeah, good stuff. Just needs a win. Just needs a win. Yeah. So we'll come to you now, Rod. Go on, give us the updates. Uh, I know, obviously, I, I, I've been nagging, uh, well, Charlie and James before that, saying oh, it's up to Jason is <laughs> basically the answer, isn't it? It's up to Jason. If, uh, you know, what's going on, you'll probably find out sooner or later. But obviously, I know there are people, we're told every week there's people interested. There's a lot of interest out there in buying the club. But obviously, uh, you know, after, after shall we say, Derek Derek's interesting interview with Radio Lanks last week, uh, there was an, a, an air of frustration about him saying he hasn't been backed, which I found a bit strange. And I don't know, a couple of interpretations have been did Derek want to sell coal and uh, any price and uh, wanted to get somebody else in or what? Does that what he means? I don't know. I found that a bit strange. David, I'm sorry. I think my internet's going again. That <laughs> 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 <Bad> old one. <laughs> no, uh, no, sorry. Sorry, be serious for a minute, Taylor. Um, I, I personally felt that Derek's interview was, was passionate. It was honest. There was a lot of frustration from the game. Um, I think it was from the heart and from the head, um, and, and I get it. Um, I think what what he sees is that maybe more money could have been reinvested in the squad, and I, I fully understand that, and I, and I get his frustration. Um, 
should he have said it? Look, he's in front of a camera, he's in front of uh, a microphone. It's his job to to uh, to respond as he as he sees fit, and uh, you know I understand the reasons why. Um, I think there was a you know a whole host of things there. As far as ownership's concerned, um, I, I'm going to repeat what Charlie and James have said. That's in the gift of of the owner, which is um, which is which is uh, Jason Whittingham, um, and and we are in the loop to a degree. Uh, I understand there are negotiations going on. Um, as far as I know, it hasn't progressed from there. There'll be there'll be um, there'll be discussions and and calls with the football league because there's a pretty tough uh, owners and directors protocol to go through. And after after they've looked at uh, the history over the past. A uh, few years that's been tightened up massively, and so it should be. You know, we don't want nobody in football wants another Bury situation or another Max situation. That's not what it's about. It's about it's about protecting these clubs. These clubs who have a massive, enormous influence in their local in their local community, and 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 it, and it should be protected as far as it can. So, um, I, I'm being up, totally upfront, David. Uh, there's no more I can tell you because I don't know anything more than that. That's fair enough. I, I like to say, I'll always ask, and I know you'll always answer it as honestly as you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, no, nobody wants a Joseph Keller or a Diego Lemos while we're at it, do we? So, uh, you know, let's hope that we uh, we get somebody, you know, if they, if it's genuine, then great. Um, I was the same as you with Derek's interview. It was, uh, and, and I think Joel makes a fair point in the fact that Derry, the last time Derek lost that sort of, um, lost his... Uh, lost his shit, shall we say, was Salford away uh, when we absolutely battered them, were brilliant, uh, yeah. lost 2-1 to two yeah. Ash Hunter world goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're exactly right there. Things made a, things turned around from there because we stopped being nice after that, Joel, and just started really putting teams away. Yeah, I think I think it was interesting to see. I think that there obviously was some some kind of frustration and it, it's it's frustrating, obviously, the way things have panned out over the past couple of years, I, I think from from what I understand it, the budget is the same as pr- previous years. But obviously, a lot of it has been tied up in uh, two year contracts and uh, wage uplifts, and yeah, that I imagine that is quite difficult and frustrating to work with. I think, I think we we, we kind of saw that a little bit over summer in the fact that it took a, a bit of a while for some of the signs to go through and I'm, I'm assuming there was lots of back and forth seeing who they can wheel out to to get in and everything so I imagine that will have been quite tough to be able to, to be able to deal with and you know at, at this level I think for, for a t- for a club our size I think we want consistency uh in, in terms of a footballing side of things and obviously that hasn't probably happened as much as we wanted to over the past couple of years, is obviously Derek going to Bradford in the first place, Stephen then coming in, and in, which is entirely his prerogative, handing out two-year deals to players he sees fit because that's what that's what you do. And then obviously, nobody could have predicted that we'd be in the relegation zone, and then a uh, a club would suddenly offer to massively increase his salary. I don't think anybody could see that coming. But also, in about a week after Derek had been sacked by Bradford, so it was just. It's just bizarre how it's all kind of gone, and really, I think you know the ideal is you have one manager who takes you all the way through. We've seen that with Cambridge, and they've done well from it. We've seen Port Vale do quite well this season. Uh, 
Exeter have just left, lost their manager, but they st- they've started the season quite well under him. Uh, and that's that continuity. Uh, Cheltenham did well last season uh, because they had that continuity with Michael Duff. Obviously, he's gone now, and now they're not doing so well. Forest Green, they're not doing very well because they lost their manager over summer. So I think for clubs our side, what where we can be better, definitely be better than bigger clubs, is that continuity and stability and just that kind of you know continued message and on the football inside of things. Unfortunately, we haven't quite had that over the over the past couple of seasons. But you know, with Derek in now, I know it's been a frustrating previous summer, but next summer there'll be a, probably a bit more room for him to manoeuvre. Hopefully, so you know, it's about getting. I think to, for me, it's about getting through this season, and then hopefully he'll have a bit more of a chance to really make the squad how he wants it and have a bit more flexibility within that budget next year. I think as well, Joe. Look, we're not we're not bottom of the league table for uh, for the budget, um, but we'll be we'll be down there amongst the bottom five, I would imagine. Um, and, and we 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 have an idea on these things, and we do talk to other clubs, so we've got a good idea. I think the frustration is that yeah, there were a lot of players on two year contracts, and and Derek wants to bring his own his own guys in and we all understand that and the best the best uh, work he's done at Morecambe has been in the January window I think in the in in the previous times is the previous time he's been here and, and and last year as well and and perform miracles but it's not that easy to just to get players out and uh, until you can you can work that one to advantage and, and players want to play football as well, by the way. But until you can work that to your advantage, and and the guy can get some of his his um, the players that he wants in, I think it's always going to be tough. And you, you can't you can't just wheel them out of the door. You've got to look after players as well. And this is historic. You don't if you can help a player with whether it be academy player who's who, who's not made the grade. If you can help him there, Dicky Danson was an absolute. Master at that, he would work his socks off. If somebody dropped out of the academy, he would make sure he made dozens, if not hundreds, of calls for that for those boys going at the end of the season, and 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 find them clubs. I think it's the same with with players that don't fit into your system or your style. You still you don't fall out with people, and I, 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 I keep saying this: football's a village. I don't care what anybody says. Football is a village, and and you don't go out your way to fall out with players, other clubs, or whatever. You do your best for them, and 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 David, with the point you made before about how how we are perceived by players, I think this is all part of it. Yeah, I think you're right, Rod. I do. I think you're right. And long may that continue. Actually, um, I'm putting your media manager's head on, Ryan. That that um, you know the uh, the the press interview that Derek did with the Radio Lanks. Um, I've seen a couple of people call it incendiary, but um, I think it was passionate without a doubt. And it it, it made a lot of headlines, uh, which obviously <laughs> there is an old adage that there's no such thing as bad publicity. So from your point of view, you must be thinking, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, Radio Lang certainly got a lot of views from that interview on the, on Twitter. But uh, yeah, I mean, Derek's obviously very passionate, um, passionate about football, passionate bloke and you know, you could definitely tell that in his interview. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those really. I think maybe when when you've seen how the team has played from from the game um, and not got the three points that probably the team did deserve, he's bound to be 
you know, a bit miffed off, if you like. Um, so I think that that's one of those, really. You know, that's the way that's the way that it works sometimes. Very passionate, knows what he's talking about. And uh, yeah, I think he was just disappointed more than anything that due to the team's performance, they weren't able to get the three points. Yeah, I know, but he, he hasn't realised that you haven't seen his win yet. And as soon as he does, it's, you know, it's, you know. I yeah, don't tell him. I don't tell him it that. It'll all become clear. <laughs> when you're saying that we've already seen his win twice in the league so there you go um so following on rod anything else from the boardroom to tell us uh anything else from the boardroom um you, you're not particularly the boardroom but uh community sports you'll uh, you'll have seen that uh janet's stepping yeah. back janet preston who's done a sterling job for the last 20 years taking it from a very embryonic um, football in the community scheme, um, soccer schools to start with that, that Quinny was involved with, not as a child, but you know he was involved with him, and uh, and Sean he, Gallagher. He can, still, he can still pay three quid because he's not that tall now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and and Sean Gallagher and, and and Janet got to grips with with uh, that situation. Um, I mean, it was it was Jim Harvey soccer schools at the time, wasn't it? Br brought it through, uh, has done a, a fabulous job in in getting it to the organisation and the charity status that it is now. Um, and uh, I think you know, grateful thanks go to her for all those years of dedication and service and and sterling work. I agree. I agree completely. She's been absolutely you know part of the fabric of the club. And, uh, and also produced uh, a footballer. So uh, in yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, she's part of it. But um, have, have they got a successor in in uh, already appointed? No, no, not yet. There's um, there's, there's there's work going on. I think I think for the trustees, it's a time to review and look at the whole structure. Look at what's needed. Uh, it, it, it's it's a natural time to review all these things when you get a, a massive change like this. Something that's, that's been, as you say, um, you know, part of the uh, part of the well, not part of the furniture, but um, you know, a, a real influence and guiding it through all these times. So I think it's a time for for a review of the whole situation, which which is a logical thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope, like I say. Um, with the, uh, the the appointments the club has been making uh, football-wise, they've been doing pretty well on that. So hopefully that will continue. Mm. So we're going to finish off now, Joel. Um, we'll chat a little bit about the uh, the toy collection for the Trust. It was a great success last Saturday, wasn't it? And that's still ongoing. You can still gift it on Amazon. Is that right? Yeah, the the, the Amazon wish list is still going. Uh, I think the, the, from the collection on Saturday, I think it might. I think so far, I think it might be a, a record-breaking year. But I would have to double-check that. He says very quickly, panicking. We uh, open in the WhatsApp chat to check if he's right. But uh, um, yeah, so you know, you can you can still go on the Amazon wish list and get stuff sent in. It was it was a really particularly good year in terms of what we took in on the day in the Portsmouth game. Uh, and also, if you do want to top, uh, drop toys off in person, that can be done at the club shop, and we'll organise picking up from there. But yeah, it's been. Yes, we've had some amazing support this year. We've had a player get involved as well. So it's been really lovely this year. And, you know, it's it's been going for a few years now. And it's, it's you know, it's a really great thing to, you know, that uh that Hodgie and Joe both kind of are the main drivers in putting on. So it's yeah, it's fantastic stuff and uh really good for the local community as well. Joel, just a word of, of advice to help if if you don't mind. Um well, two things really. 
when when Hodgie phoned me to say about this and he mentioned I've got a toy story for you I thought there was something like the cinema and it, it wasn't that in fact it was uh, it was a collection and um and then secondly, I think if we keep a, a close eye on the fans page, I mean, there's loads of toys come out of the pram on there. So you could, you could have a, a massive collection. <laughs> remember, go back an hour and I introduced Rod as the pun master. Remember? I've waited an hour for that. I was, and, and he hasn't yet, he hasn't yet mentioned what do you think Jensen Weir's best position is? Because Harry hasn't heard that one. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> I'm intrigued. He's a midfielder, and he's a Jensen interceptor. <laughs> you don't know what one of them is, do you? I yeah. actually know, but whatever you say, Rod, there tonight has been quite witty. So <laughs> it's a bloody car. It's a car, for God's sake. Eric Morecambe had one. Oh right, okay. <laughs> there you go. And on that note, I think that's a great a great place to uh, end this farce. Uh, sorry, this podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Good luck in the job, Harry. Uh, keep, us, keep us supplied with the, uh, uh, you know, with the chatty ones at least. Of course, I will do. And uh, Rod, thanks for coming on. Um, I do appreciate it. It's always great fun to have you on and get some insight. Uh, and also, uh, you know, it's great to have somebody on who, who's been around the club as long as you have. Because when I tell me crap jokes and introduce crap old players, you know who I'm talking about, whereas nobody else does. One thing, Freeze, one thing on Saturday you said um, about Joe Wojcikowicz and Eddie. And you said, and you said, and you said, oh, and Roderick uh, came on board at that time. No, I was, I was way after. I was, I was 1994, 4th of February. All right. So, so yeah. oh, well, there you go. You've, you've made a couple of boobies because you called me Ryan before Freeze as well, but I didn't want to say anything. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I realised that I realised halfway through, and I thought, <laughs> so, and uh, I, I could call you somewhat worse than that, Harry. Much me. more handsome. <laughs> it's going to get very difficult, this Harry, because I call Matt Harry. Oh, that I, is confusing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it uh, yeah, w- w- walk in at the back of uh, what's Colchester's ground called, Freeze? Uh, the uh, Something Holmes Community Stadium. No, not that one. No, 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 no. Player Road. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, Gillingham's ground. Sorry, Gillingham's ground. Eastfield. Correct. So walking, walking uh, at the back there towards the coach um, a year or two ago, and, and Matt walking this way. I said, "Get on, coach, as quick as you can." It's rough, is Gillingham. No, I just said, "Harry, sorry, you know, whatever." And and he looked at me, and for some reason it stuck. And I, I was thinking of Harry the announcer. Um, analyst at the time, you see. Now we've got another Harry. It's going to go. It's going to go terribly wrong. Is this? Sorry, that sounds really confusing now. <laughs> right. Well. Anyway, thanks to Harry. Thanks to Harry. Harry. <laughs> Harry Joel. Thanks very much. This has been uh, episode fifteen of the Shrimp Net. Join us next week when we will hopefully talk about the four fantastic first half chances that we shoved away at Lincoln in uh, to get three points in our our uh, second away win of the season. And uh, and also obviously that my six numbers have come from the lottery. Thanks to Joel. Thanks to Harry. Thanks to Rod. See you next week.